So we grew up very different than our parents. So we grew up that if you want to order something, you go on Amazon, next day is in your house. If you want a taxi, Uber comes in, you know what's happening. If you want to stay in any villa around the world, Airbnb makes it possible for you. So like if you grew up with all of those things, how are you going to live and experience the world and raise your kids the same way that your parents did? That's not going to happen. So this new, new generation is really thinking, no, I need to enjoy life now. I need to really experience the world. Tomorrow is very uncertain. And this idea of retirement is like, I'm going to work on jobs that I love. So all this concept are very foreign to the baby boomer generation, but it's very real to people in the 30s, 40s, and 45, like the, the millennials. So we, we realized, well, this is such an amazing potential because no one is empowering families to be able to have this flexible lifestyle. Are you looking for opportunities to invest in passive real estate syndications? Join our exclusive community at FastFire Capital, where we're dedicated to bringing doctors and other high-income earners priority access to the best opportunities to invest in large multifamily and other types of commercial properties. Not only that, by being part of the community, you'll get exclusive access to webinars and Q&As, where you'll be able to raise your passive investing IQ. To join our community, go to semiretiredmd.com forward slash syndication. Again, that address is semiretiredmd.com forward slash syndication. Have you ever dreamed of owning a vacation home? What if it could double as an investment property that makes you money and helps you save on taxes? Our new course, Accelerating Wealth, Short-Term Rental Blueprint, will teach you how to purchase and set up your short-term rental the right way. Learn more about the course at semiretiredmd.com slash str hyphen course. When you daydream about your future, I'll bet it doesn't include you still working into your 60s and 70s. But unless you're actively taking steps to break the cycle of trading time for money, that's the future most of us face. Ignite Your Journey will lay out a roadmap to show you how to finally break that cycle and achieve true financial freedom. And it'll show you how to do it in just three to five years rather than the 20 or so it takes for traditional investments or saving in your retirement accounts. For more information, go to semiretiredmd.com forward slash IYJ. Welcome to the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast, a place where we talk about the strategies, habits, and mindset that separate wealthy docs from those who are not. We're your hosts, Leiti and Kenji. Welcome to another episode of the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast. Today, we have Mauro Rapacci joining us. He is the CEO and founder of Boundless Life, and we're really excited to talk to him. Hey, Mauro, welcome. Thank you. Very excited to be here. So we're so excited to have Mauro here because he has co-founded this company, Boundless Life, that we are actually doing this podcast from Greece, where we've been here living for six weeks, having our kids go to school, living in an apartment, and then working at this co-working space where he's actually hanging out right now. So this is really fun to have Mauro here. So Mauro, can you tell everyone a little bit about how you started out as an entrepreneur and a little bit about your background? So yeah, for sure. So um, I was born in Brazil. So I came from an entrepreneurial family uh, with background in real estate. So my grandfather was an immigrant from Italy. Uh, built real estate portfolio there, 
And at the early age, I was exposed to, you know, building business and managing, you know, all the dinner conversations were always about real estate, about investment. And I had this passion of mine. I wanted to be an architect as a kid. And during during that time, um, I my my the situation in Brazil, the economic situation was not great. So we ended up um, having the opportunity to live abroad. So I was an exchange student in the U.S., in Europe, and then in Canada. And then I came back to Brazil, and I felt I didn't really belong there. Mm. So decided to immig- immigrate. So I became an immigrant in Canada. I started the traditional life, corporate world, uh, finance, you know, sitting in a cubicle and quickly realized that was not for me. So I had this entrepreneurial uh, gene on me and really wanted to create something I think come from early age. And then during that time, I started to think what problem I had when I was moving to a new country and was really finding this ideal neighborhood and where to live. I realized that once you move to a new city, the people you interact with, the neighborhood, the quality of the school, and all of those things really make a difference on how happy you're going to be, how long you're going to stay there, and how successful you're going to be. So we built this platform that helped newcomers find their ideal neighborhood and was a big hit. Got used by over a million people. We got Techstars, which is Startup Accelerator. And that company I started in 2012 and I sold in 2016 and was like, the one I learned so much about it, about being an entrepreneur, creating something. And then after that, I had a second company, which is a fintech. And while I was selling that, I started working on this current idea, which is Boundless Life. Yeah, we wanted to spend a fair amount of time talking about Boundless because it's it's such a cool idea and to kind of hear about some of the challenges you've gone through. But I want to go back to the, when you started out as an entrepreneur. Was that something that you continued to work at your job and you were doing this on the side so that you had that source of income? Or did you just start out and just go for it and, and burn the bones, so to say? Yeah, like when I first started, I had uh, some good mentors that told me, first, don't bet your farm. So mm-hmm. some people has the idea, I'll take a loan get my house and I'm going to put out that money and start a new company. And that's so stressful because then, you know, everyone knows that most companies don't succeed, right? Most startups ended up failing. So if you bet your farm or your house on a new business, you're going to have a very stressful life. You're going to have problems at home. So I decided actually based on that advice of not leaving my job, because being an immigrant, I didn't have you know the savings to to really leave my job and go go to the business by myself. So for over two years, we were working like evenings and weekends on this idea. Because you know, as my first business, everything was slower. Like I didn't know how to code it. I had to find someone, convince them. So it was a very slow process. So we bootstrap it without raising external investment for a long time until we felt confident. Okay, now there's enough you know, prove that this is a real business, then I'm going to quit my job. So it took, you know, a good two years or probably more for us to do that switch. And you have mentioned we a couple of times, and I think you have a co-founder. Can you talk a little bit about partnerships? Because a lot of people in our community, they're investing in real estate, they're working as doctors, they're doing this on the side. And then some of them are considering partnerships and starting to work in partnerships. So what are some of the keys that have made the partnerships when you first started out work so well? Yeah, that's quite interesting. This is the piece that where I learned the most over the years. It's like who you partner with so important. And you'd really need to have like shared vision, shared values. 
And that's like, we had many mistakes and partners that actually didn't work out with. So I had like, in the beginning, I didn't know anyone. I was a newcomer in Canada and I needed someone to code this website for us. So I partnered with someone on that stand. Then I needed someone to design the product and then I needed someone to sell it. So I brought, we were four co-founders and not necessarily fully aligned on everything. But then we all, we are, the, the, way, the reason why I was saying we is that all of us were working full-time jobs while like building this idea, which was very early. Like we didn't know like even what it's going to look like. So that's what we are learning a lot and working together. And you realize some people have the energy and the motivation to, after a full day of work, to spend, you know, two or three hours in a cafe trying to work on something new. And some people actually give up very quickly. So one of the key things I learned is, like, don't marry right away. So there are many different ways to start something together where you're not committed forever to see if it's going to work or not. Like, it's, it's starting a business not for everyone. So you really need, like, to be committed. You really need to be aligned. And the only way to really find out is to work together for a couple of months, like date, mm-hmm. right? And then when you feel like confident and things are going to work out, then you move to the next phase. That's cool. That's really great mm-hmm. advice because I I do think that sometimes we tend to run into people, everything seems to align, we jump in, start working, and we set up contracts right from the beginning, right? And splitting it and go through all that brain damage, as Keith Cunningham would say, but it doesn't necessarily work out and they may not show up how you think they're going to initially. And so you want to be able to have that adjustment. That's a cool insight. Yeah, there's so many factors, right? So it could be like, you can be fully aligned in the vision, but you don't have the time, the same amount of time. Maybe some people have, you know, three small kids, they need their attention, or they don't have the commitment. They prefer to spend time with their family versus giving up that to build a business in the beginning. Could be financial. Some people need the money and others don't. So there's so many things that can go wrong that the only way that I really recommend is to actually test it out for six months a year. And and then, of course, sign contracts, like sign some agreement that if it doesn't work out, you can buy each other's shares and one person can continue. But that's very crucial. So when did the idea for Boundless Life start? Because you said that you started two companies, you exited them. Was Boundless Life something that you thought about before you exited that last company? Or was this something that you developed after you exited that second company? Yes, yeah, great question. So I reflected a lot on that. And boundaries is something that I meant to do since I was born, I think, because there's many components of boundaries. There are things that I love. So the travel, uh, the real estate, the education, like my mother was a school principal all her life. So like I have all these things inside me. I just didn't know. Right. So during, during the pandemic, uh, six months before selling my company, we knew that we were going to have the exit. I kind of like started to slow down. So I spent a lot of time like doing self-discovery and thinking about like, you know, doing all these exercises from Ikigai, which is like, what you're good at, what you enjoy doing, like those different exercises to really understand. And as a family, so Boundless started as a need of our family and to want to kind of travel the world, experience new cultures. Because I, I was an immigrant to Canada. I worked so hard to achieve the Canadian dream, which is American dream, but maybe a little bit colder. 
<laughs> and uh, and like you know, buy this nice house and have this suburban life, have a pool, have a Tesla. And then like my wife and I got there and we we're like, okay, what is next? Right? Are we really connecting with our neighbors? Are we really enjoying this this Canadian dream? Our kid learning and growing. And we we felt there was something missing in our life. So we said, since I'm exiting, let's do a sabbatical. Let's travel the world for a year. Let's see, you know. And then many many of my friends were interested in doing this. So we had a big group of entrepreneurs working remotely, saying, "Wow, if you guys are going to live in Costa Rica three months and Tuscany three months and Greece three months, we're coming along." So like this is very intriguing. Why so many people decided now that this is the lifestyle they want to pursue? So from like this small group of people, we started to get more and more people interested, and we interviewed those families. So we're like, why, why are you looking to do this? And came to a couple of conclusions. So first, you look at the previous generation, they have this mindset of working super hard for a big company in the same job for all your life, and then saving tons of money. Then you retire and go enjoy, play golf all day and not work. And there's a clear separation between work life and retirement and like travel and leaving. But with pandemic, everyone working remotely and thinking about different ways of working and have more flexible life, then people start saying, okay, why do I need to live in only one place? Can I do six months here and six months there? Can I work less hours now and have other sorts of income and enjoy kind of semi-retirement today instead of waiting for tomorrow? And what we realize is this new generation that came to the market and they're now having kids. They are thinking very differently. So we grew up very different than our parents. So we grew up that if you want to order something, you go on Amazon, next day is in your house. If you want a taxi, Uber comes in, you know what's happening. If you want to stay in any villa around the world, Airbnb makes it possible for you. And if you want to date someone, there is a catalog of people on Tinder. So like if you grew up with all of those things, how are you going to live and experience the world and raise your kids the same way that your parents did? That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So this junior, new generation is really thinking, no, I need to enjoy life now. I need to really experience the world. Tomorrow is very uncertain. And this idea of retirement is like, I'm going to work on jobs that I love. So all of this concept are very foreign to the baby boomer generation, but it's very real to people in the 30s, 40s, and, and 45, like the, the millennials. So we we realized, well, this is such an amazing potential because no one is empowering families to be able to have this flexible lifestyle. So that's why we we started having the boundless idea. Now, I want to make sure that we take the time to explain what boundless is. And uh, and and we're here in Syros, Greece, as Leiti said, and we're having an incredible time. And we already are, have plans to come next year with a, a group of other uh, other families. And uh, and so, uh, but you know, I, I when I when I explain what boundless is, it might be different than how you explain it. I would love to hear your version of what is boundless, right? What do you get by signing up for boundless? So, so we have two pillars. So the first pillar is a community of like-minded parents that share these common values and need to explore the world to have their families seeing new cultures. What I was describing before. So when you come to boundless. Uh, in any of our locations, you get a um, family-friendly homes, you get a place to work, but you also get this amazing community. 
So here we are in Greece, we have a lot of successful entrepreneurs, a lot of people that are helping each other and building those relationships. And they also have their kids, like they're, they have this share idea that they want to really travel the world and experience. So that's one big piece. And then the other big piece is the education. So if you want to travel the world today uh, with your kids, then you either tutor, hire a tutor full-time to, to take care of your kids, or you homeschool. So one of the parents needs to stop working and homeschool their kids. And many of us realize homeschooling, not for us, very difficult job. So, or you go to something like Boundless. So we are the first company to create at scale this accredited, high quality education, but very flexible. So families can come in, do three months in Greece, or go back home or go to another location. So really free them to really live where they want, when they want. Yeah, when we when we developed our lifestyle, right, we had to solve these same problems. Community we solve by doing masterminds, but you only see these people, you know, every time you travel to an event or a conference. And then the children's education part, we solved by getting a nanny, right? So she's traveling with us. But this is so much more economic. And there's that community that has a longer term, which I think is so valuable. It's one of the things that we were missing out on is feeling like we were in the same place for months with people developing those deeper relationships, doing activities together. Like there's so many activities that we're doing. Um, and a lot of this is available to people who are single, right? But this is like the first time that we've found it with for, for families, mm -hmm. for kids. So can yeah. you talk to us a little about some of the challenges? Because I just think back to what it must have felt like to say, okay, I'm going to create this international program with a school, with community, with activities, with real estate in multiple countries across the world and have this whole staff that is, is handling it. Because there's so many logistics. So talk to us about how you started it and got past that kind of analysis paralysis, and then how you've gotten through subsequent challenges. Yeah, it's a great question. And and the reality is if we were like our team was not so passionate about what we we're building, like we'd have would have given up a long time ago. Because it is very difficult. So it, it is a, a matter of like dealing with very different geographies, very different cultures, very different laws. And we we actually have several different business. We have like a service apartment, like an Airbnb like business. We have a education business. We have a co-working business. So like these are the three things and community, right? You think about community as being you know part of our offering. So we really came about like the first idea was a sabbatical year for families. So imagine you're tired of living in New York and you want to travel the world with your kids. And Boundless will figure out everything for you. So you mm -hmm. go in, buy a 12-month package, and you go three months in Italy, three months in Portugal, your visa, your housing, school, everything taken care of. And we started with that. And many families signed up. And families were doing it. And because I've been living on the Boundless communities since day one, I haven't gone back to Canada where I was living before. So I get feedback and I learn from families what they're looking for. And we started to understand, well, families are not really looking to go back home. Like they want this flexible lifestyle for the foreseeable future. So we start saying, okay, what we need to change on our offering to really uh, cater to these new needs that those families are sharing with us that they, they have. And then we start to say, well, education, if you're going to do for many years, education has to be much better. 
So we started investing a lot more in education. So we acquired a company from Finland because Finland has been recognized as the number one country for quality of education, but also children happiness. So taking like all the innovation in education, you stop with IB in the 70s and 80s. And then since then, there's nothing new. Until Finland was like, we're going to redo, redesign our education system. So we didn't want to start from zero and create a new education system. So we, we first hired this company, then we acquired them. They have uh, 25 schools around the world that they help start. They have all the experiences improved. So this is a very solid and proven education system. So that's one of, one of the big challenges in the beginning. Can we, can white families will trust the education of their kids to a startup? Right. That's like people. Are, well, I don't know. I don't know who these people are. They don't have a testimonial. They you know, we have great educators. But what else? Right. So we started with this proof and that really helped us scale. And then the other one is is opening locations. So what are the lifestyle that we're creating to those families when they are outside home? So we cannot really replicate this resort concept that you go in. Like, say, you can go to Mexico or Dominican Republic and you stay in a gated community with all apartments look the same and you have a shared restaurant, a pool. This is not what Boundless is. So we are thinking, what are the lifestyle that our ancestors had that were, they were living happier, healthier lives? So many hundred years ago, families live in villages. So small towns, everything is walkable and you know everyone, everyone knows you. You don't need a car to get around and you have like less stress in your life. You're, exercising more, more time for yourself, trusted community. So we're thinking like my, my great grandfather came from this little town in Abruzzo and he's told me stories of knowing everyone and trusting, leave your doors open, which are now becoming foreign concept. Like, can you let your kids walk to school in a big city? Never, mm-hmm. right? But here we have many families are saying in Greece, place that you don't know the language, you let your kids walk around and that's really life changing. So we start thinking, what is this concept? What does it look like? And the interesting thing is for hundreds of years, all villages lost population to big cities. So people moved to big centers like London and New York because that's where all the jobs were, all the money was and all the opportunities. But now with remote work, you can earn you know, your money in one place, but then you can live in another one. So many of those villages want family to come back to repopulate so in spain over 90 percent of villages are abandoned or have lost population so there's so such a, a huge opportunity there so the first challenge was like finding those places and making sure that is a great life quality that rivals what people have at home in terms of like great restaurants great like shops and a hostel anything that you may need when you're abroad but then also recreating that over and over as we go from, so today we are live in Portugal. So we have this UNESCO heritage heritage site, beautiful village, 30 minutes from Lisbon. Then we have uh, one in Tuscany, just outside Florence. So you live in a small medieval town, but you can go to Florence for the weekend. You can go to Luca, you can take the train to Rome. So it's very easy to travel around there. We have a Greek island, which is the capital of the Cyclades. So Cyclades is known for Mykonos, for uh, Pados. So Cidos is, is really the, the, the real town where Greek people come and live here and spend vacation here. 
And then we have a place that we just opened in Bali, which is a nice beach town, but it's close to the capital. So we have this like small village combined with a big city that creates this very uh, nice lifestyle. So replicating that as we go to other and other countries is always a challenge. Like we don't want to change this concept that is really working. This episode is brought to you by Tyler Curley of Path Insurance Solutions. Tyler is who we go to for all of our insurance needs. We first started working with Tyler when we bought our first investment properties, and since then, he has not only helped insure all of our investment properties, he's also helped us with our personal insurance needs as well. Tyler's an invaluable member of our team for our investment properties because he's so knowledgeable and he also finds you the best policies without breaking the bank. So the next time you need insurance, be sure to reach out to Tyler at tyler at pathins.com. This episode is brought to you by Dan Peck of Movement Mortgage. If you're an experienced investor, you'll know just how important it is to have a lender who knows how to work with investors. We've been working with Dan and his team for over eight years now, and he's our go-to whenever we need a residential loan for our investment properties. Now, if you're new to investing, you might not know this, but your lender can sometimes be the difference between getting a great deal or completely missing out on it because your lender couldn't close the deal. I did want to point out that Dan can help you not only with your investment properties, but also if you're looking to buy a primary residence or vacation home. So the next time you're looking for a residential lender, be sure to email Dan at srmd at movement.com to get a free consultation and also let him know that you're part of the semi-retired MD community to get an exclusive discount on your next loan. Now back to the episode. Yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, we know our vegetable guy, right? We go to the store every single day because we got to walk by it while we're going up to the school and you know, you've made sure we walk the 350 steps every right. day. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We're getting very fit. Yeah, we are. Yeah, well, then the community, right? I mean, the, the community is so diverse and uh, people have so many uh, different interests. Uh, we're exercising as a group together a lot mm-hmm. of days, uh, uh, hiking together. There's so many different activities. It's incredible. Yeah, this is when Kenji and I first started our journey. Why we really wanted to have you here is for everyone to hear how to kind of create this kind of this life. Because when we first started our journey, we knew we wanted a life like this, but we didn't exactly know how to create it. And we've been doing this alone with trying to put the pieces in place. And you know, last year we went through like many nannies, and we were trying trying to see if it was even possible. So I love that this is a potential for people, especially as they build those real estate portfolios, they have that financial freedom. Maybe they have the opportunity to work a little bit less or to to take a sabbatical and be able to have this type of experience. So that's what we wanted people to really hear from this is that if you dream of this kind of life, like there are options for you out there that doesn't involve doing what we did, which was go out and hire a nanny, right? And and not have our kids with that consistency of friends and consistency of school. Yeah. And there's so many people that we've already spoken to or who are planning their futures, right? They're saying they're so excited about this possibility of once they achieve some more freedom, they free up their time. And this is why we wanted to have you here, Maro, is just to hear from you about what this program is so that they can really start to envision what what their why is, like what are they aiming for? I think that that's such an important thing to have a compelling future that you're aiming for, that you're excited about, and that's just going to motivate you even more to get to that point, right? You need to know exactly where you're going, and I think that's a really important thing, and so that's why we wanted to paint the picture with you, and it's so great to have you paint that picture so that people can really envision their future. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, over the last 18 months, I met so many families that realized that this, and I even wrote a blog article about this, this idea of having this massive home. So my last 10 years before Boundless, we're working real estate and mortgage startups. And when you go to a bank and say, I want to buy a house, qualify me, they will tell you, oh, you can buy a house for up to a million, right? But it's up to a million, but people will anchor themselves on that one million mm -hmm. and they will buy the most expensive house that they can afford. And then after that, they become a slave of their own home. Mm -hmm. So they're paying all of their income and everything to fix, repair, furnish, and making sure everything's perfect. And you like live around this house. And I had one like this. So I'm talking from experience. And we then you're like, okay, vacation is what? Oh, I'm going to go on Christmas and spring break. Most expensive time of the year, crowded, terrible experience, and you're paying like extremely high prices for what you're getting. So we're we starting to realize many families come and say, wow, I don't need this big house. I can have, you know, maybe a smaller property and then have an investment property or have something that generates income. So I have flexibility to go do what I want. And we thought many families would be doing boundless just because of lifestyle. So I love to chase the sun or I love surfing or leaving places that allow me to do that all year. But we we started seeing families doing this for need to reconnect to themselves. So they have more time for, for them as a family, for their kids. And so that's one piece. The other one is a cultural heritage. So maybe you have family from Europe and you want to live in Europe, experience that and really connect, reconnect with that. Friends. So you may have friends around the world and you want to do that. Even business, like maybe you want to invest or have a partner, someone doing like business in another country and living there allows you to, to do that. So the, the reason why people are doing that is so different. And the, the community, we have many health professionals, like uh, telemedicine doctors, speech therapists, psychologists working for it. We thought we'd be all like Google remote employees. And we actually don't have that many. It's like a lot of entrepreneurs. A lot of people that figured out a way and designed their life to actually have this lifestyle now and not wait until, you know, they're 60 or 70 years old to go see the world. I, I want everyone to hear how many times you've also mentioned how in tune you are with a customer, right? You started out by doing surveys with all these people around you who are really intrigued about what you had planned, right? And then you started out with a plan, which you then pivoted over time by listening to your customers and hearing what they really want. And now you really understand in depth because you are one of those customers, right? You're traveling around and living this kind of lifestyle and going through the program. What kind of other advice would you have for other entrepreneurs besides really understanding your customer very, very thoroughly? And I think the other theme I heard was taking your own problems and turning them into businesses. What other kind of themes would you talk about or advice would you give an entrepreneur? Like the biggest thing I learned from my previous startups is that you have to work in something you're passionate about. Like otherwise, it's so difficult the day to day to to run a business to to take care of everything on top of your job. So like, you need to love what you're doing. So I had a lot of thinking like, what are the things that I care about? Where and I had a lot of ideas about startup, and I was like, no, I'm not doing this because I don't love this concept or the the problem. So like this is the very important piece. The other one is who do you work with? Mm -hmm. So this it has to be like so much alignment because otherwise it's, it's gonna be. And people say, oh yeah, you know, bring people, hire people that you can have a beer with. 
but like this having a beer with someone is fun mm-hmm. like it, it's relaxing like you're not like fighting for a cat finding problem you know having customers and all like all this these things are difficult so you need people that you can rely on that you can trust that you can like work with during difficult times not only on during good time so that's another really, really important concept and the other piece is like i see many so many times uh, people getting burned out because they don't pace themselves so i'm 100% against working like all your, the hours of your day and not having balance because when you're doing like a new business it's like a long term most business die in the first year so if you survive the first year and it's really about yourself like mental health physical health and not like putting all the effort in one and the next week you're burned out you cannot work so i like keep my pace in a way that i think you know, i'm can survive doing this for 10 years mm-hmm. because i'm not like getting burned out in one month and needed to take a year a month off and then who runs who runs the business when you're away right so it's really having this boundaries, and I think especially with remote work and your ability to work anywhere, many people tend to fill all your hours with work, but then you don't save time for personal growth, for your family, for everything else. And that's so important because you need this like support network, you need the support of your spouse to be able to, to do what you need to do. And if you're only working and not seeing your family, then your family is not going to support this idea, right? So this this balance uh, is so important because, like the you can go faster, but then at what cost? Mm-hmm. And then also, there's community here of other entrepreneurs who you can learn from. And so it's, I, I would argue that it's actually more productive to talk to some people over breakfast and come up with the ideas and get their advice and hear from their experiences too, rather than sitting at your computer and like just working on a project, you've got to balance it with that, that community piece. If you're around people who are doing different things, because you never know those ideas, even though it's fun, it's, it's also you're, you're building your business in your head. I think it's really, really valuable. It's always relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is like being an entrepreneur is a very lonely journey. Like, you know, when you work with a bunch of people in a team and you have like all these meetings and you're working together and you have coffee together. But when you're doing a business, most of the time as the, the leader of that business, you're lonely. Your employees are not going to come to you and, and they see you differently. So then like, you you kind of alone on the top and you need to have this community support network like to come in and help you because there will be difficult times that you need to rely on others. And if you don't have anyone, then it's way more challenging. Great advice. Great advice. Yeah. Well, we're at that part of the show where we ask all of our guests two questions. Uh, and the first question is, Mauro, what is your definition of wealthy? Uh, I th- think it's related to freedom. So like to be to be wealthy is to be able to do what you want when you want and not to have a lot of money. So to be able to choose. So if I want to take next week off and just spend time with my kids, I can do that. Right. My business will not like shut down. Or if I want to take two weeks off and go to Thailand and be a monk, I can also do that. So like it's really creating this lifestyle that gives you the freedom to to choose and, and not be like dependent on others to say, oh you know, I work and my boss is not going to give me vacation to go to my honeymoon. You know, many people had that. And you're like, well, 
is is you're really a slave of your own job and your career. And I think that's not being wealthy. And like a true entrepreneur, for yeah, sure. For sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Second question. What is one mindset, habit, or strategy that separates someone who is wealthy versus someone who is not? Yeah, that's it. I thought a lot about this. And I, I think people that are wealthy, they design their life to what they want it to be instead of waiting for the world to create. Like, you know, there's a match. Like, oh, I have this. I need this. This is the job I want. And you keep looking and looking and looking for others that have created that. But like, I think wealthy people design their life. And that's basically what I did with Boundless. So I want to live, you know, three months or six months per year in different countries. So I basically designed this whole company first to serve myself, but then eventually get more and more and more and more families interested. And there's a much bigger mission behind it. But like we designed this for us first. So you create your own life and then you work when things that you really love, that you really feel that are adding value to your life. And it doesn't mean you love every detail of your job. Like, you know, if you're like, I don't love filling paperwork to open a company in Indonesia, but like I have to do. So some pieces that you're not going to like, but overall big pictures and concept is something that is aligned to you personally and let you go there. And that let you focus, like when you have this kind of like setup, work is not work. It doesn't feel like work. It feels like natural. So then you don't have, oh, I need to have work-life balance because this comes like naturally. You have you have to have boundaries, like when you're doing work, when you're doing, but when you're doing work, it doesn't feel like, oh, I need it to be done as soon as possible to go enjoy my day because you're also enjoying the other piece. So I think that's that's really crucial as well. Yeah. So work-life integration mm -hmm. is one way to look mm -hmm. at it. And also just designing your life ahead of time, deciding what you want, and then figuring out how to get it rather than just working within the bounds of what's around you. So yeah, Mauro, exactly. Mauro, can you tell everyone how they can find out more about Boundless Life and how they can get a hold of you? Yeah. So we have a website, boundless.life. Uh, you have all the information there. Uh, we are on social media, Bounded Life. Um, and we, we're now like looking, we have a community of many, many successful entrepreneurs, people there are like building this lifestyle that they want. So we'd love to welcome any family that shares our values. Uh, today we only accept people with children. So people with kids from one to 12 years old. And we're expanding fast, so we're opening many different locations around the world. So we're really excited uh, to have this community growing. Yeah, and we'll put the link for everybody below of the website. And we do want to tell you guys that if you mention Leiti and Kenji and uh, in your application, you can save $400, and we do as well, for a future credit uh, in a Boundless program. So we'll be hopefully meeting up with Mauro again next year. And many of you as well <laughs> yeah. listening. Thank you so much, Mauro, for your time yeah, and for sharing. It was awesome. Thanks for having me and uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the experience here in Greece. Thank you. The Doctors Building Wealth podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, tax, medical, or psychological services or advice.
You are responsible for your own financial, physical, mental, and emotional well-being, decisions, choices, actions, and results. You should contact a professional if you have any specific questions about your unique situation.